You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 150. Your chance is now. I'm excited to announce the next Healthy Living Mastermind with Eric Sue. It starts March 13, 2017. Over eight weeks, you will get Eric's proven health and wellness strategies to help you get your health back and achieve your fitness goals. Join in with other highly motivated people as we all support and inspire one another. Visit www.ericwsue.com forward slash mastermind for all the details. Are you a first time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long time listener, we thank you for your continued support. Do us a favor and share this podcast with all your friends because they deserve this amazing content as well. Okay, now on to the good stuff you all have been waiting for. Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have an outstanding personal trainer with us today. His name is Rob Donker. And we'll be talking about how to get results even if you're not into fitness. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Rob. Rob, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely, yeah, thank you. No worries. Rob has nine years in health and wellness as a personal trainer. He's a nutritionist, speaker, and gym manager. He founded organizations such as Beyond Wellness, which is a corporate health and wellness company. He also owns VIP Wellness, a global high-end personal training service. He does raw seminars, seminar and networking events in Dubai. His other credentials include he was a 2014 natural bodybuilding, uh, I guess, champion. Um, uh, yeah, I won some categories in there uh, in 2014. Uh, it was the first uh, natural bodybuilding uh, competition in the Middle East, in fact. Excellent. Very good. Um, as it was drug free, it looks like. And um, yeah, drug free, hormone free. <laughs> and he's a top five world champions um in 2015 uh that was just a little bit about who you are rob can you share with our audience a little bit more on how you got started yeah absolutely um to be very very honest with you it all started when i was in my very early 20s i was um what you would say a, a leisure trainer i didn't really follow a set plan i didn't really look after my nutrition um however after doing um, a ski season in Austria, uh, you may understand that uh, a lot of people, maybe in, in Canada, they go they go to Canada and they do a ski season where they just kind of slum it on the slopes and enjoy working and getting on the slopes every day. Um, so I did that and uh, I got fat. <laughs> oh. So uh, there was no training going on. Um, and I was basically um, working, going out, eating rubbish all the time. So I ended up coming back and I was overweight. So I decided that it was a good time for me to really start focusing. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm in my early 20s. This is the time I should be in the best shape of my life. So I uh, started the training, really enjoyed it. And I noticed that I was getting really passionate about it and people started asking me questions about it as well. So I realized that this probably is um, something I'm really passionate about. So I took it further and um, did the, the level three training course, did the level three nutrition course, 
And since then, I've continued a lot of my um, education through online courses, be it massage, um, mindset training like NLP. Um, so I, I really believe that um, it's a very holistic process, getting health and well-being. So all the aspects are kind of synergistically linked together. Yeah, you walk the walk. <laughs> Walk the well, top. I try my best nowadays. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, just real quick, you, um, we did mention he is um, in Dubai, but he is background is Scotland, right? Scottish. That's right. Yeah, uh, as you can probably tell from the accent, um, I grew up in Scotland. Uh, my father's from Holland, and my mother's from Scotland. Um, and I guess we're probably a bit of a gypsy family because. My mom and dad now live in Cyprus. My sister was living in France. I'm living in Dubai, so we're all over the place these days. Very good, excellent. Um, just to learn a little bit more about you, Rob, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Cool or unique fact? Well, what I'll tell you actually is my, my surname. My surname is Donker, and it's a Dutch name, as you can guess. It's a bit of a strange one. Mm -hmm. um, Donker actually means dark. So if you were saying it's dark outside in Dutch, then you're saying it's donker. So my name is, in fact, Rob Dark. <laughs> nice, nice. We like that. All right. So we uh, hit a pre-show conversation a little bit, and we talked a little bit about this topic, about how to get results, even if you're not into fitness. You went into that a little bit with me. Would you be able to describe it to our audience, and, and how do you explain it to people? Yeah, I mean, one of the, the, the biggest kind of um, causes of friction, I guess, what us trainers have with many of our clients is the client goes through a stage of feeling as though they should get in shape or they should get healthy. However, it's not an underlying desire. It's, oh, I probably should get in shape or I probably should get fitter. Um, so one of the biggest... Um, areas we have to tackle is that that friction and trying to get them on board with the fact that it's becoming a lifestyle for them and it's it's coinciding with the actual goal they're after they enjoy it mm. so especially when it comes to things like nutrition which I think as you'll probably agree Eric is is probably one of the most um controversial size of training is because yeah. people find it very hard to stick to their nutrition plans or even just to improve their nutrition somewhat um, is they always have a, a very negative mindset towards their plan they would say well it's boring it's bland you know um, I can't go out and socialize with my friends because you know they'll be eating lots of rich foods right um, so it's a very slow process, but one thing that I find um, us as trainers, we need to really focus on doing is getting a mindset shift for our client um, so that compliancy isn't um, a struggle for them. It's actually an enjoyment for them. <laughs> Correct. Oh, yeah. We have to find that medium where they're happy and not dreading every moment of the process, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, what can you tell with your experience? What can you tell our audience about, you know, what could they do? Simple little things they could do to um, to change that mindset and to start getting the results. 
Yeah. So, I mean, one of the let's let's refer firstly to nutrition again. One of the main um, issues is that people try to overhaul their nutrition too quickly. Mm-hmm. So um, it could be their, through their own choice, or it could be through uh, maybe a, a less experienced personal trainer who's giving them an, a very strict plan. Uh, the whole, the kind of typical bodybuilding diet of chicken and rice, chicken and rice, that kind of thing. You, you too, know? Rob? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, my kind of uh, method, especially with those people who have that initial struggle, is not to upheave their diet completely, is to make um, subtle changes, small steps over time, and then eventually they'll see in six months time that their nutrition will actually be overhauled (laughs) Mm -hmm. so for example that might just be starting off with ensuring that you do drink two liters of water a day at least or it may be making sure that you do have some sort of healthy breakfast in the morning rather than skipping it and maybe sometimes skipping food all the way until dinner time and then Mm -hmm. gorging Um, it may be replacing one of your snacks which may not be of a healthy nature uh maybe three oreos with a cup of tea (laughs) replaced with uh like some nuts and a banana or something you know small changes so people don't feel like they're disrupting their life too much i mean it's a proven fact that human humans do not like change true true so if we can make the change feel as subtle and as small as possible all those little changes add up and eventually after a long period of time um, they'll find that they're actually leading a, a rather um, healthy lifestyle without actually overhauling it all in one go and, and failing after three weeks. Of course, absolutely. You know, um, recently I've been um, advising some of my newer clients to to think about what they can do and I, I especially like nutrition so that they can get what's called, I call it fast wins. So that if they were yeah. to make um, a substitution of coffee to tea, for example, I mean, that, that is, and they can do it consistently, uh, maybe three days in a row. That's a fast win. And, and um, just yeah. continue with that so that um, they know that the change isn't as difficult. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you're right. That's making those small changes definitely helps to, make them feel like they're getting yeah little wins here and there. And I guess as well, when they actually start to see the results physically um, or even with their energy levels, that they'll actually be very uh, motivated to keep on going. True. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as and far it as, works. Sorry. I was going to say as far uh, as... Yeah, it works. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was going to say uh, just crossing over into the activity side of things. Maybe that was something you were just about yes. to say. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, great. We're on the same wavelength. Um, yeah, crossing over into the activity side of things. Um, again, it's it's not upheaving their lack of activity to making them do marathons within the week. You know, <laughs> uh, it can be very slow start. You know, I mean, I've I've worked with clients where you know we were walking one kilometer you know together and then slowly but surely we were turning that into interval runs you know so you might even just do 15 seconds of running with 45 seconds of walk of walking yeah yeah. so again it's just making those very subtle changes and after a period of time 
they may find that by the end of six weeks that they're actually able to run two kilometers without even stopping, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, it's that slow progression. I think it helps people to see the improvement, but not to really give them that sense of um, achievement, you know? Yeah, so yeah. They, I think they really want to have feel that sense of achievement. True. Uh, re- recently, I had somebody who, who, who loved running in the past, um, but they hadn't done it for about 10 years. Mm. But we slowly built her up to a 5K, and we were just doing interval training, very light and very gentle. And eventually, we got to the stage where we ran a, ten, a 5K together, mm. um, and she was so happy. And now she's re- taken up running again. You know, she's been re inspired again. Sure. I was going to say, you, you probably have met people like that, and then you have met people who, you know, they just, they'll tell you, they'll tell me, I just hate fitness, and just show me how to do yeah. it, or I'll get through it. it, it do you think yeah. those those people, um, and I, I hope they continue even after they um, finish their sessions or whatever with me, and even with yeah. you, I don't know if you have them uh, continually, but um, there are people out there like that, and, and what, what kind of advice would you tell them so that they, they continue even though um they they're really not into fitness what, what could you say yeah i would say um i i totally agree with you you do get people who point blank just doesn't matter what you do with them they just don't <laughs> like fitness you know and yeah they will gladly go through the sessions with you and they will like do everything with gritted teeth and they'll finish their sessions. But like you say, your kind of hope is that they will continue on yeah. some level after. Yeah. Um, however, there, there, there's always going to be an activity for someone, hmm. I believe. There's always going to be some kind of movement or some kind of activity that someone is going to enjoy. So whether that be like dancing, whether it be... Um, gardening whether anything that's going to increase someone's um even their people should perform more nipa the non-exercise um related calorie burning mm. so i think um if they can improve on these kind of aspects even just like instead of going to get their car washed by someone else they could do it themselves mm. or instead of you know this is something that happens in dubai and I, i'm not i don't think it's the same in america but um you know you can get people to deliver your food to your doorstep you you can get all these different things to make your life so much easier but it just avoids you burning that potentially extra hundred calories you know mm-hmm. so instead of actually you know getting everything delivered you could actually walk to the store and collect it yourself and walk yeah. back you know yeah. and 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 these kind of tasks that seem like they're just day-to-day normal tasks they actually add up by the end of the day you know by the end of the day you may have burnt an extra 250 to 300 calories just by increasing your your nipa yeah yeah absolutely um you're in dubai and you have unique challenges over there i want to give people here in the in america kind of a contrast if you if you could share with us and maybe there are some some similarities um what kind of struggles are there out there for people to get into fitness okay so um like we were discussing before actually there is quite a lot of issues with um the uae in terms of obesity and diabetes 
Um, now, part of the fact that there's an issue with diabetes in the UAE is because there's a genetic disposition for them to, to, to get type, two diabetes, uh, type 1 diabetes. But the type 2 diabetes is hugely prevalent here. And, and that's actually because, as I said to you before, um, junk food in the UAE is, is relatively new, you know. Junk food in the UAE is maybe 25 years old, whereas in Europe and the US, it's 35, 45 years old. You know, people are understanding, you know, too much junk food is really bad for you, you know. So I think where we're getting smart in the US and where we're getting smart in Europe, these guys are still in that kind of excited sort of honeymoon phase with junk food. <laughs> um, Another really kind of um, big issue that the UAE suffers from is the climate um, because it's very, very, very hot and especially in the middle three uh, months of the year, the, the summer months. So maybe from the end of May until the end of September, it's just perishably hot. If you walk outside, literally within one minute, you're dripping with sweat. Your clothes are wet. Mm. So that, those kind of temperatures also force people to be less active as well because many people will leave their house, will jump straight into a car and go straight up to the en entrance of the mall and then they'll go straight into the mall. And they're, mm. they're basically not doing any kind of activity at all. Mm. Um, however, um, in the winter months it's not so bad, but especially in the summer, that, that leads people to just get lazy. When they're not being active in the summer, they get used to it, mm. so they're not active in the winter either, you know. Um, I don't know if that's something that um, people in the U.S. kind of have as a, as a culture, but it cer certainly is in the UAE. Yeah, I, I want to say there's a slight shift a little bit of um, people knowing that being active is one of the keys to, to reducing uh, disease and just staying healthy. Uh, there's different parts in the U.S. that are just extremely hot. <laughs> um, yeah. Arizona, um, Florida okay. can be very hot. Um, Texas, very, very hot. Um, yeah. But overall, I, I think um, people find ways, and that, that's really the key, right? How do we find ways to, to keep that activity up? Um, can, you, can you share with us a little bit about how you help people stay active? Yeah, of course. I mean, one of the great things about Dubai is that there are, they, they recognize this. I mean, the UAE um, ministers have actually created a, a happy minister. So the happy minister has actually implemented um, goals for 2020. And part of that, those goals are to create more indoor areas where people can actually move and be active more. So although there is already quite a good selection of indoor areas for people to move, get active, um, there's going to be a lot more built in the next uh, four years in order to reach those targets and ensure that people don't really have uh, a valid excuse anymore to say, "Oh, it's too hot outside. I can't really, I can't really be active because it's far too hot outside." Yeah. You know. So um, definitely, the 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 fact that they're building more indoor space um, from a personal perspective, working with clients. Um, there's loads of different ways that you can try and get them more active, especially in these kind of climates. Um, but one thing that really works quite well is having um, 
clients do things like beach workouts yeah so if they're at the beach you know like it doesn't matter if they're getting really clammy and sweaty and stuff like that and they can and and often at the end you can get them to you know jump into the sea or whatever just to cool off at the end and that kind of thing so there's many different ways that you can coax people into being active outside without them thinking oh it's too muggy it's too hot it's too sweaty you know that kind of thing so there's plenty of ways that the uae is actually taking a stand in order to change the kind of culture yeah yeah because even here and you said you've never been to chicago but uh, one day you probably will uh the, yeah, yeah four seasons <laughs> we got sometimes spring but winters can be brutal and, and summers are awesome uh mid 80s yeah. 90s and um degrees uh, i think you guys are in celsius maybe i forget yeah uh, yeah um so the point is is that people really complain about the weather here and and um there's really <laughs> from your perspective you guys have pretty extreme too right and, and um people here should just get over it right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think like what we said before there there are um these there are certain um number of reasons why people love to use uh, weather as an excuse they love to use work as an excuse they love to um say they have children as an excuse so i think like we um like we started off on saying is if people actually start to conform with the fact that health and wellness is going to benefit them in the long run they may change their mindset towards it a little bit and actually excuses will be overcome quite quickly then yeah, yeah totally <laughs> totally agree there's no more excuses when, when we see other side of the world and where you guys are and how we live and and um, everyone's on the same boat of just trying their best to be healthy trying to be fit stay in shape prevent disease right Absolutely, yeah, and I think, um, I mean, the great thing about that is that if people like yourself or people in in in, my, in Dubai, like who are in the fitness industry, like myself, is the best we can do is guide people and um, without judging them too much and just keep inspiring and, and guiding them as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can share a little bit or if you can you share a little bit about what you do there specifically i know you do more corporate stuff can you dive into that a little bit yeah so um obviously um as as you know like the 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 fitness and the nutrition side is my my kind of bread and butter or the backbone of my 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 kind of career in dubai however one thing which um i'm trying to really get into here in dubai is corporate health and wellness um in Europe and America, I know it's quite prevalent. Most companies do have a kind of well-maintained or comprehensive um, health and wellness um, uh, package. Uh, am I right about America? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd, I've, I believe it's quite a good. Most companies are quite good. However, in the Middle East and North Africa, there's only 7% of companies which have a reasonable health and wellness program. Um, and of the, that 7%, most of these companies are international companies or multinational companies. So, for example, I am doing a, a bit of stuff with HP at the moment, which is obviously an international company. Mm-hmm. Um, so they see the value in it. Whereas um, there's not so much of a culture um, here in Dubai for that yet. 
However, again, having said, uh, having talked to you earlier about the happy minister, uh, that's going to create some big changes, I think, in terms of the corporate wellness aspect where um, companies are going to want to try and hit targets. They're going to want to try and see um, less of their staff using their health insurance, et cetera, right. et cetera. So I do think eventually it's going to it's going to grow. So I'd like to be at the cusp of that. Yeah. Um, a lot of these companies at the moment are um, quite primitive to that sort of thing. But the, 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 the offering which I like to give are, are kind of informative seminars, um, which are very, I, it's hard to kind of <laughs> to explain it in, in terms of um, how, how you would um, bring it across to them. But I think one of the, the, the only ways you can really bring it across to people who don't actually see health and wellness for them is just to give extremely easy or extremely simple implementable tips you know yeah 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 so uh, it's a very strange culture where when you sometimes you go into an office some of these people they just don't believe health and wellness is for them they've they've, mm. they've got to the stage where they're past it and they're like um i can't do that you know i'm I'm, I'm, an, I'm an off yeah i'm too old or i'm an i'm just in a sedentary life i don't do that kind of mm. thing but you know, when they start to see the value of health and wellness and they start to implement those very subtle small changes and feel the difference, yeah. um, then I think they will be able to kind of yeah. make those improvements. Yeah. And I think, like, like the quote says as well, it says, like, most people don't understand how good you can actually feel. Mm. So with the right implementation um, of activity, nutrition, even with a big part of um, work life is also stress and control. Um, you can actually feel really good. You can feel really energized. You can feel really happy. But most people are in this kind of negative cycle and they, they, they really struggle, you know? Yeah, it's a culture thing and, and whatnot. I, I've been to c companies and it's it's a quality of a life. It's a... Um, productivity and getting the most out of your employees type of thing so yeah um, totally understand where you're coming from so good job you're, you're making it happen out there um, yeah I'd like to be on the cusp of the wave <laughs> sure absolutely I um, just had the last few questions for you getting to the end of the uh, podcast and I really appreciate yeah all you shared with us um, what three tips could you share with our audience for uh, outstanding health and wellness Okay, for outstanding health and wellness, to make it very, very, very simple again, just so, again, we're, we're aiming for the people who don't actually um, like or want to be fit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is um, one thing I would say is critically important to increase your health and wellness is make sure you're drinking enough water. Every single cell in our body is like 97% water, so... Yeah. If our cells aren't happy, we aren't happy. So we need to keep those cells fed. Um, so that's definitely one of my first tips is always drink adequate or above adequate water. There's, there, there, water toxicity is uh, far into the 10, 12 liters. So <laughs> if you can drink five or six liters a day, even better, especially in a hot country. Um, the second thing I would say um, in terms of uh, tips is Try and learn to enjoy the process rather to, than to endure it. Mm. 
Mm. As soon as you endure something, you're already fighting against it without actually th like thinking about it, you know? So good. So whenever um, you feel like you're going to complain about, you know, having the apple instead of the chocolate eclair, you know, mm -hmm. or the crispy creme or whatever, just remember, you know, that you're feeding your body the right nutrients. It's going to make you feel better in the long run. You're not going to become overweight. Your chances of diabetes are going to fall, you know, if you're eating the correct foods. So it's actually finding the enjoyment in changing your lifestyle rather than enduring or, um, you know, not being happy with the, the actual process that you're, you're going through. Very good. And then lastly, I would say um, is find an activity that you're passionate about. So like I mentioned earlier, whether that's actually, whether it's a dancing class, you know, and there's many different types of dancing classes. You've got your Zumba, you've got your R&B, you've got your, even the kind of Moulin Rouge style dancing, you know. So like there's so many different ways to kind of um, stay active and, and do uh, activities that are going to improve your health and wellness. So it's finding something that you enjoy or that you're passionate about. People, some people might find that they like golf. Golf's not an intense sport, but you're going to cover a few miles if you hit 18 holes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really like, I mean, when you find your niche, when you find what you really enjoy, exercise no longer becomes a task anymore. Yeah. It becomes an enjoyment. Very good. Excellent. Well said, Rob. Well said. I um, want to give you opportunity to share your contact information. Uh, even though he's in Dubai, I'm sure you're open on Facebook and whatnot. How, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, so um, if anyone wants to get in touch, uh, my website is, uh, this is the corp more corporate-based website, is beyondwellness.ae. And if you want to get in touch with me via email, it's info at beyondwellness.ae. Uh, I also have a couple of social media handles. Um, I can't even remember my Facebook. We'll make sure we'll put it in the show notes, but if you do, go Yeah, ahead. you can put it in the show notes. Uh, but the Instagram is rob.coach.uae. So awesome. it's very explanatory. I'm cool. a coach in the UAE. <laughs> awesome. Very good. Um, I knew this was going to be an amazing show. I really appreciate it, Rob. Um, it is oh, almost, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's almost, what time is it over there? Great to chat. Um, 10 11 almost, almost. 11 o'clock yeah 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 so um appreciate you doing this at this time i uh oh, it's my pleasure i look forward to connecting with you again in the future and you never know i might get out to dubai and you maybe get out to chicago i don't know absolutely we'll yeah we'll get a selfie together <laughs> perfect perfect um appreciate it thank you so much and uh we'll stay in touch have a great day. Thanks very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.